Elvira. Okay. It's yeah. a name that it takes you a while to remember, but once you do, you once never you forget. It. Uh, you really know, Margot true. is like that too. I think Margot's. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty rare, and it's gives the impression of like some kind of. Wasn't there an actress Margot? Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, right? Margot Hemingway. But Margot Hemingway spelled That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, she spelled it with an X. Where? (laughs) (laughs) Where Right in the middle. No, it was was French, which I know you... Oh, I love French. The French add all those thousands of letters that you never pronounce. That's true. I I mean, I speak French, so... (gasps) That's right. Yes, that's impressive to me. It's like half the letters you don't even pronounce, but they affect all the rest of the... Also, they blend together, Welcome to this week's episode of MQA Sunday with Margot and Steven. This Sunday, our conversation is about Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 8, 14 and 15, and 21 to 23. We have two new guests with us, Elvira and Trevor. Let the conversation begin. Thanks so much, uh, viewers and listeners, for joining us here for uh, MQOA Sunday. I have watched this a few times, and what I'm realizing is that I move my hands a lot. You talk with my hands a lot. And I'm not sure, should I work? No, do it. No, do it yourself. No one's asking you to be nothing but you. You be you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll see how this goes. It keeps the people interesting. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It distracts from my face face area. But if you want to add some jokes or like, not a joke, I'm sorry, um, some tricks. like I only know the one like trick. You pop, you know, all of a sudden there's a <gasps> or, bird. Oh, smoke or, bombs. Or, or a quarter in your hand. Oh my, God, I wish I could do, do you know yeah. any Or you start coughing magic and then tricks? you have like a, a thing. No, I mean, you know. oh, that would be amazing. See? I do have a bit of a cough, so we'll see what, ha- we'll see what comes out. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, as you know, if you've ever watched or listened to us before, this is from Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish in Salem, Massachusetts. Yes, that Salem, mm. the which, which city, city, USA, right? We're famous, infamous, infamous, maybe. But here in the parish, Mary Queen of the Apostles, we have a small group process that's called beta groups. We produce it every week. And anyone can do it. The best way to do it is to grab a couple of friends and just have conversation around the gospel. But you can do it on your own. You can watch us do it or listen to us do it via this podcast or webcast. And or you can follow along. You can see the lesson on our website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Really, just just be here now with us. Join us in the conversation. If you're viewing, we're hosting. We're live on the chat, so we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to weigh in, answer some of the questions we're asking. And we always start with an icebreaker. Who, who wants to answer the icebreaker first? I can tell you the questions. They are, tell us your name, uh, your favorite bad-for-you food, and a rule that you break often. Up top, on, well, let me start with, my name is Elvira. Yes, it really is. Um, it's been my name all my life Uh, it's not her fault it's not my fault it was it was my grandmother's fault actually because my mother named me the one name my grandmother hated oh Um, I love your mom already isn't she great Mm. so it was not an issue when we when we lived in Bilrica uh, except in October when I would order pizza 
give them my name and show up and it wouldn't be there because the pizza shop thought it was a joke. Um, We then moved to Salem. My house number's 13. So is mine. <laughs> oh, that's so okay. you know, so here I am, Elvira. We believe living in you. Salem with we're a house not, we're okay with you. So it's it's yeah. I've had to show my license in places. <laughs> so, but the, yes, that is my name. <laughs> okay. you know, nobody would pick a name like that on purpose. Anyway, <laughs> I like it. My favorite bad for you food. Mm-hmm. I have two actually. One of them is an everything pizza with no anchovies. Okay, because uh-huh. I everything figure that's but. just like you know greasy and it's, sure. It's just so good and goes yeah. down so all easy. All of the sodium. Yeah. Yes, right, all and, of it. And, and the carbs from the dough Everything. and, you know, all that other good stuff. You're, it's pizza. You already have. Yeah, it's right? It's already right. attacking your heart. So you right. may <laughs> as well just pile <laughs> all that well other stuff on top of exactly. it. Why not? Adding and my insult to injury. Right. <laughs> if you're going to go, go all the way or right. go home. Absolutely. Right? Uh, my other bad for you food would be chocolate. Now, I know chocolate oh. can be good for you. Dark chocolate. But that's like fake chocolate. No, I'm talking like milk chocolate, mm. like Ghirardelli, like good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. you can't, they're like potato chips. You can't have just one. Yeah, it's true. It's no. true. That's my, you know. Okay. Is there a rule you break often? I probably break all room rules once in a while. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's any one rule that I break all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So I can't really think of That's okay. This is rule, a, this is good. But yeah. I would say that, you know, rules in general, sometimes you can't help but break them. Okay. So there's Amen. You know, so I have I I'm I'm an equal opportunity rule breaker. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like I that. I do like that. Okay. So Trevor, are you ready? Yes. All right, tell us. So over the summer well, first off, my name is Trevor. Right. And for my favorite bad for you food over the summer, I have been ordering way too many fried chicken sandwiches. Yes. Oh, yeah. From I, I get them at Chick Fil A. I get them at this local place called Flip the Bird. Yes. Oh, oh Flip the Bird is so good. Oh, and yeah. I always order them with two chicken patties. Oh, so whoa! No, that's good. That's no, that's, that's good. Amazing. That's more extra protein. <laughs> That's the way to think of that. Yeah. Uh, okay. They go down real easy, huh? Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's this is yeah. there's never been a there's better one time. coming. There's a flip a bird coming to Salem soon. Where is the, where is there one? Beverly. Beverly. Couple in Beverly, I think. Okay. Right? So, yeah. Okay. So, do you break any rules often? Never. 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 <laughs> except except one nose mask. Oh um, yeah. 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 That's ugh. That's. That's so hard. Uh, Steven, what's your name? <laughs> Hi, my name is Steven. Um, my bad for me, I haven't, it's it's the honey barbecue chicken melt from Friendly's. It oh, is that's so, so good. Okay. Uh, it's so good, but yet so bad for you. Mm. Um, my All my friends love it, and we all go once in a while to Friendly's whenever mm-hmm. they exist. Where is their Friendly's now? There's one on 114, right? I think 114 is probably the closest one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how sad is Even that? Even to Medford, I think. Because yeah, the one on Route uh, 1 now is a Wendy's. It is a right? Wendy's, yes. The one in Stoneham is now nothing. So, And then the rules that I break are the social rules that are not really rules. You know, like wearing a hat inside or... Oh. You know, is that a rule anymore? Yeah. I mean, talk to some boomers. White yes, shoes it at, is. White shoes okay. after Labor Day. White right. shoes after Labor Day. All <sighs> okay. that. Yeah. All those like, oh, you shouldn't do that because society. So like manners. Said, 
No, not manners. <laughs> I say my please and thank yous. Okay, all right. But yeah, okay, like wearing shorts and masks. Oh, Some people okay. are like, oh uh, yeah, or even yeah. jeans, even clear. jeans. Yeah, yeah. I like I've to break to those really, rules. Uh, conservative, like hardcore Catholic parishes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like nobody's nobody's wearing shorts. That's like yeah. unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. All the women are wear- wearing veils. I have seen that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's not my scene, but I've seen it. Um, so, so these churches that you've gone to, that there were these hardcore churches, was there a certain demographics of nationality? Not the one I went to. But it was you know the what I'm cathedral. I, I think. I think sometimes. Oh sure. If it's you know, especially I think like the Hispanic or the or the real, not so much like Puerto Rican, but like. Spanish or or sure, Portuguese it can be a or old thing. school or right that yeah. it's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. you know. So no, the one be- I went to was a cathedral up in up in Manchester, New Hampshire. It's mm. very, at least that mass was very conservative, very high mass, lots of bells and smells. You know, I do like that. Yeah. I like that phrase. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that, but it's I like a nice it. Nice shirt, it's by the way, Margo. Thank you. You too, by the way. Thanks. Uh, is a mutual admiration society? Well, we have to get through. We the haven't day. seen each other today. That's, okay. that's oh, that's it. right. That's right. That's, oh, yeah, that's I mean. it. That's yeah. it. My name is Margo, oh. and the food that is bad for me, but that I cannot resist, is Cheetos. Any kind of Cheetos, the crunchy kind. Can we talk about this kind? a little bit sure. after lunch? Because <laughs> you found a bag no. of Cheetos randomly. And you decided to eat them. It wasn't randomly. It was it was in a one of those snack packs. Uh-huh. It was in the basement of the church with other snacks. Which we haven't like had events probably in the over youth group. a year. No, the youth group is <laughs> hermetically sealed. That's right. It was also sealed. And I was hungry. Man, that is a bad thing to eat. That I mean, that's a good example. Like you yeah. you would go and eat a year old bag of they Cheetos. Probably tastes like church. But I bet if you check check the expiration date, it would say something like August 2028. Uh No, they were fine. They were fine. They were new. There were Mm -hmm. other snacks there. I just... It's a it's a benefit of working for the church is there's always an umbrella and there's always (laughs) snacks snacks. around. That's true. That's true. Um, The rule that I break, I don't break it often, but when I do, I feel wicked. And that is not returning the cart to the corral at the grocery store. You're one of those. I know. I'm usually very conscientious about it. But there are some times when I'm like, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to like prop it up on the on the curb. curb. Yeah. I'm going to hightail it out of here. So you would not like Aldi because you have to return it. To I'm not proud. But... There used to be a place in Lowell that did that. Yeah, BJ's used to do that too. And then you couldn't get it. There was something hidden in the... um, Right, like a magnet, right? In the parking lot, the corner of the parking lot, so that you couldn't... electric pulse. Push it over, probably like one of those dog fence things. Yes, exactly. And you would Mm. get a shock on your collar. That's it. (laughs) And and you wouldn't get your quarterback. (laughs) That's right. Okay, let's move forward. (laughs) So, I know we've been 45 minutes already. In the beta groups and the beta lessons, we start by reading the gospel twice. And we read it twice because sometimes you hear something in one voice that you don't hear in another. There's something about the inflection or an emphasis. So we like to hear it in a couple of voices. Between the two times, we take a break just to soak it in. Just take a breath. Mm. During, while you're listening to the gospels, to the gospel reading today, you can ask God to ask, to just give you something to focus on. 
maybe something will stand out to you that is going to apply to your life right now or will inspire something, some new thought or idea. You can ask God to do that for you while we hear the Gospels. And Trevor's going to read it first, so whenever you're ready. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Now when the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat with care- without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, from their hearts, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within and they defile. Beautiful. Take a minute just to soak that in. See what stands out to you in this first reading through. And we'll hear it one more time. Now, when the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around him, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and and in fact, all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes question him, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, well, did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites as it is written, this people honors me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from the outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, from their hearts, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, 
licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evil, all these evils come from within and they defile. This I this is a nice light reading. <laughs> <laughs> Something Thanks for the invite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something just a little happy yeah. sort of a tale. Yeah. Uh What's what's your first reaction to this reading? I love the line, you discard, discard God's commandment but cling to human tradition. Ooh, love that. Why yes. uh why do you uh, love that? Because Stephen? you know some people they they just ha- they want to hold on to what they think is like a long tradition, but really it's only been around for a while or they even forget why we do things. Mm. And I never left that why stage as a child. Oh, just okay. asking why, 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 and yeah. I ju- I remember from like wearing a uniform at my Catholic school oh, to okay. like wearing your best at Sunday, like everything. I remember as a child, just all always of your rebellions are around clothing choices. Have you guys noticed that? Well, because no one could give me a reason why I had to wear a tie. Okay, okay. I don't no. think I because was it was easier to grab you and <laughs> I don't think Maybe. I was naturally a rebel, but. Mm. I definitely asked probably more questions than you did just mm. for the reaction a lot of the time. Oh, when I was, really? when oh, I was oh, oh, so you were an instigator. Ooh. I like that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, so can you relate to this? And, and sometimes I was genuinely curious, but the Pharisees, one thing that stands out is that Jesus still answers them honestly. Mm. And what they have to hear from Jesus and this is what happens a lot of the time when you come to Jesus it's it's not going to be easy it's not going to be a simple message from a good moral teacher it right. is the son of god coming down from heaven mm. Mm. Yeah, changing the script, right? Yep. Well, uh, I think I always feel a little bad for the Pharisees because I... You do. I do, a little, because, you know, the Pharisees are just trying to figure it out. Like, they're trying to they're understand okay. the rules. But, but are they open-minded enough to really get it? Or are they still so stuck in their ways that, yeah. nope, we've done it this way for a gazillion years and we're yeah. going to keep doing it's it for another gazillion. to do right. it that and, way. And, and right. you know, they're asking him... And and like with anything, it might not be the answer that you want to hear. Oh, you know, anytime right. can you relate. ask for anything, yeah. you know, it's like your answer that you're hoping for might not be the answer that's the right answer. So true. Jesus, I mean, Jesus does say he is the truth. So right. So it's hard to argue with him, isn't it? It's it's hard to argue, but as as humans having original sin, we are often far from the truth right. and right. that is why a lot of what you're going to hear from Jesus is going to be a hard saying you know yeah. it's, it's going to it, almost sound like a condemnation mm-hmm. because right right he is he is coming to save us not uh not to tell us everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just a good guy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Trevor. I'm cool yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Whatever you want. I'm buddy, there. Yeah. You got buddy it. Jesus. Yeah. If anything, that's like the uh, laughing Jesus picture. That's right. That's not him all the time. That's true. You know? that's it's true. true. But he, it's nice. He does seem annoyed in this reading, doesn't he? 
Yes. I is, mean, it's 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 not the worst one. It's, he's true. not flipping over the table. That's true. He's That's my favorite Jesus. Yes. That's my favorite Jesus, flipping over Jesus uh, tables. Jesus. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Can you relate? Are you a troublemaker? Not really. Okay. What? In my mind, I am. Oh, okay, okay. And, but when push comes to shove, I'm pretty... That's what you want. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's the way you want it. That's fine. I don't agree, but okay. You know, it, it's a lot of the things I do. You know, for instance, the sewing or the crochet or, or whatnot. It's for other people, mm-hmm. so it's not about me. It's about them. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. about giving them what they want. But I'm thinking when you follow when you're doing making a project, you're following a pattern, right? And you're kind of sort of. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, because I think the Pharisees. Yeah. They just think they they want to do well, right? And they want to get to heaven. They want salvation as much as they can understand it. So they're just trying to follow the I think the they rules. want a guidebook. Like, yes. If you do this, then this. You do this, then yeah. this. Yeah, this is what you need to do. Very logical. concrete. Yes, exactly. It's almost, uh, they almost believe in a transactional God. Yeah. So yes. but aren't they- if you... If you follow every single law in Leviticus or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. that is how that is how you're going to get closer to God. Right. And Jesus, Jesus, and as Jesus says, Jesus isn't the exact opposite of this. Jesus says that he has not come to abolish the law right. or the prophets. Right. Not one word of that will pass. Yeah. But he is coming to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. Not so. Things will change. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make any mistakes about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Jesus is against following the rules? Is his message here like no? Because he gives us rules. rules. He does give us rules. He yeah. gave us the Ten Commandments. I mean, God he, gave us the yes. God gave us the Ten yep. Commandments yep. to follow. Yep. And and those are rules. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's against rules. I okay. think he's shifting where the rules come from in the sense of it's not a brain thing, but it's a heart thing. And also Jesus being, and I was thinking also Jesus being one with the father and existing before Mm -hmm. even Abraham, Mm -hmm. he is the one who also gave those original 10 commandments and all Mm -hmm. the laws that the Pharisees uh, followed, even though they were turning away from God and heart. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so he's not anti-rule, no. right? No, no, but I think he's. I think there is a shift happening because, just like you were saying, Trevor, like everyone, like the Pharisees, just wants a to-do list, mm-hmm. and I think what Jesus is saying to do now, wash your hands. right, right, is and now like good. clean it's, the bed, and it's intention, yeah, bed, as clean the kettle, clean use the your cup, hand sanitizer, you're good, you're right. good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think Jesus is at, look is shifting the gears a little bit to be like, look at the person, be, you know, yeah. be in love with the person, wanting the best of that person. And that's where the AK rules are coming from. Yeah, I think I, at, at the heart of it, I feel sympathy for the Pharisees because I think they're just doing the best they can. And I can imagine, well, we, we've said it, it's unsettling that once you get something down, Someone comes along and changes the rules, and mm-hmm. not only changes the rules, but changes them to be less ruly, <laughs> like less mm-hmm. more in the gray. Yeah. And imagine how devastating this must have felt for the Pharisees. They have exactly spent their entire lives obeying the commandments that Jews obey, mm-hmm. and 
giving so much to what they believed was their observances, their religion. Right. And they've they've worked so hard to get to their position as as a respected teacher in Israel. And then Jesus says that you've been a hypocrite all along. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dang. It's a... That's got to be frustrating. It's truly one of the hardest of sayings in the gospel. Yeah. When... Yeah, yeah. Loving is yeah. harder than following rules. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Well, this, I, I think also back then, you didn't question mm. the way we question now. It's like, mm. okay, you know, I need to XYZ. I, I'm going to XYZ. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays, I think we question more, well, why? You know, mm-hmm. why can't we wear white shoes after Labor Day? Why can't, <laughs> why can't we wear jeans to church? You can. Why can't, you can. Yeah. No, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like I all do. those old rules. But I bet if you went to a church that had like an, a, an over 80 mass, mm-hmm. right? Oh, all the, all, they would all be there and they would have their little handbags and their gloves and their yeah. little... Yeah. Yeah. Like, because they didn't question it. It was like, that's just what you did. Not, not 60, not, but people before the boomers. Well, that's, right. why, I right. yeah. Yeah. that's, why, I, that's why I said right. 80. Like, yeah, the greatest mass, generation. You know, yes, like yeah. The, the real, like, always smells and bells. Yes, yeah. exactly. Smells right. and bells times 100. Right. Yeah, you know, this reminds me of, I was doing, like, sort of senior ministry in my last parish, and... One, there was one woman who used to say, Margot, I just need to know, you know, my, my brother who, had, who died before Vatican II, which is the council where a lot of these rules sort of came, came that into. That was early 60s? That was in the mid-60s, okay. yep. Um, she said, my brother who died before Vatican II, before the rules changed, used to eat meat on Fridays all the time. And I wonder... Is he in heaven? Because he, it was a rule, he broke it. Now it's not so much a rule. Like, how does this work, you know? Mm. So even in our modern times, relatively modern times, this graying of the rules can be unsettling mm-hmm. for people. Yeah, Because you can feel like, I'm finally getting this right. And then, now what? Okay, so to, so... The Pharisees are those are like the people who were pre-Vatican II, and Jesus is like Vatican II in this analogy. In this analogy yeah. of like, oh, but it's in Latin, right? And now it's in English, and now I understand. Like, okay, so I, yeah. all right, I, I just I have a little bit more compassion uh, just a, for just a tiny the Pharisees, but I always think compassion. that they're like just trying to trick him out of power. I mean, I think sometimes. That's the way the story's told. So it may oh, yeah. it may be true in different and it's situations in the gospel. Written by yeah. the winners, you know. <laughs> yeah, that history, kind of history is written by the winners, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so true. Your disregard he Jesus said, You disregard God's commandment and cling to what is human tradition. Yes. Where are you seeing that today in the world? Do you see that around you now? Do people lean well, on human tradition? or get comfortable in what was in the past? This is a loaded question, because my answer to that is, yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so I, I don't I, know, maybe you well, don't see it. I think it. change is just uncomfortable for people yeah. in general. And so if they're comfortable in what they're doing, mm-hmm. unless they see a need for change, why change? It's worked for me for 30 years, I'm just gonna keep doing it. I don't mm-hmm. care about 
technology or, or you know, mm. any of that stuff. This worked for me. Yeah. We still had a rotary telephone until a couple of weeks ago. Because <laughs> that's ago. what was comfortable. Okay. Do, do you know what I'm saying? It's, I do. It's like, it, you, do you know what a rotary phone is? It has to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> learned about it in history class, right? Right. right. Yes. You know, but yes. I, I think people just get so comfortable with, with how things are that they're afraid to yeah. look outside the box. For sure. For, in everything, not yeah. just religion, but just in everything. Yeah. You know, it's the old, well, we've done this this way for oh, 20 boy. years, yeah. so I'm going to keep doing it here for 20 years, whether it works or it doesn't work, yep. or something better came along. It's the way we've always the way done we've it. always done it. Yeah. Why change? Yeah. Can you relate to that, Trevor? Do you see that anywhere in your life? I mean, you've had to deal with a lot of change, even yeah. just you're going just, to college now. Yeah. I'm, I've been... Uh, Going to college and definitely the way I'm learning in those classes has been different from uh, what I'm used to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and there's a temptation to yeah. want to go back, right? I just want it to be normal again. Sure. I just mm. want it to feel like it felt before, mm-hmm. or like I expected it to feel when I got to this point. We can certainly tell a thousand stories about this is a hard thing for people in a church, mm-hmm. right? Because there is you get. You love your former experience in a church, or you hate it. Usually, though, what we're dealing with is people who, you know, sit in the same pew every week or, you know, love that custom or program or activity that happened in their church. Uh, They loved the way youth group was when they were kids in the 80s. I did, too. And whenever you feel like, okay, what do we do? What should we do now? Let's go back. We got it. Let's right. go back. It's safer back there. It's more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, this you could almost say this is a story of like Orthodox Christianity versus or Orthodox, or, yeah, Orthodox Christianity or Catholicism or politics versus progressive or liberal. Like this is a kind of two sides of those stories, right? Um, and it's easier. Conservative means to keep, right? They want to keep yeah, what they've conserve. had, right? But is that because you know what the outcome then is? I think and so. so. I think so. By think by changing, you don't know what the outcome's going to be. Right. And oh, did yeah. you make a right decision to do? Right. You know, it's like you Lack come to the risk. cross in the road. You know, yes. which way do you go? You yeah. don't know which. But I know. would argue for your point that uh, it's a an analogy for tradition versus progress yeah i i could say that it could be flipped as well that in that people who are used to always seeing progress mm. like we, we we did this before but we abandon all these for all these traditions and uh rituals we, we cut those out for yeah. uh for something better mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i don't i don't know about that sometimes mm-hmm. and a lot of people today have lived after Vatican II, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are used to that. That yeah. is their normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, myself included, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, so basic, basically anyone over like 55, 60, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> under. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. But, you're right. I think you're right. I'm, I'm yeah. 53, so I'm right on that line. See, and I'm, I, I'm a little bit different because I was raised Lutheran. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. And I didn't oh. become Catholic. It's okay. You can still like me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, we do. We do. And I didn't become Catholic till I was 
27, mm-hmm. 26, 27, 28. So I was never pre-Vatican II because mm-hmm. we, I was never Vatican. Right. But That's you're right. definitely one to speak about coming to the church. Right. And you face some changes there. This gospel there. reading, I... And I'm not trying to speak for you, yeah, but no, that's okay. Go would on. Uh, would would speak to your experience, and I'd I'd like to hear a little more about that. Well, it was interesting because I, being the Lutheran girl, that was because my my husband was Catholic. We were raising the kids Catholic, and and so then um, I reached the point where, in my mind, right, wrong, or indifferent. I didn't feel that there was that much of a difference between the Lutheran Church and the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And my son was getting ready for First Communion, and I didn't want him to think that only boys could receive communion and girls couldn't. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. And by then, I already had my daughter, too, so it was just kind of, you know, for a family unity thing. And, yeah. And um, I'm getting older because I don't know where I'm going. Oh, so uh, <laughs> my weekend job at the time, you know, when you have small children, this was back in the 80s, late 70s, 80s, um, I was the weekend cook at the rectory. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> now, just for, uh, my idea of remodeling the kitchen is to turn it into a sewing room. Sure. Okay, just so that you know. <laughs> right. Oh, right. All right. So the cook that they had during the week, she did a lot of this, um, like the French cooking with the heavy sauces and the creams <laughs> and, you know, yep. all this yes. other stuff. Okay. Um, the priests that we had at the parish were very... Irish meat and potatoes. (laughs) So I was the weekend cook. But because I wasn't raised in awe of a priest, Mm. as a lot of people of my generation were, Mm -hmm. it was like, no, you can't leave that plate on the dining room table. The (laughs) sink is right there. Correct. Yes, okay. I was totally unintimidated by that whole mystique. And and I, I guess I viewed the priests as... Well, that was their calling. Mm-hmm. You know, marriage was my calling. Having children was yeah. my calling. Right. That didn't make me any better or any worse than them. Yep. They, and I don't know if you're going to have to cut this or not. They still put their pants on one leg at a time <laughs> no, like I everybody think we, else. I think it's generally known that priests wear pants. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you never okay. know under that cassock <laughs> what they've got on. Um, you know, so it's like I, I was never, so that's why I say I was never really pre-Vatican. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, um, you know, being raised Lutheran, I, I was amazed, though, by the number of um, Bible stories that my husband did not know. Oh, interesting. Oh, right. mm-hmm. yep. In the Lutheran church, you went to Sunday school, they had the little cutouts, and, you know, we learned about yep. Daniel and the lion's den, yeah, and we learned sure. about Moses, and sure. we learned about the art, just all those stories. Yep. And I would say something to him like, oh, kind of like David and Goliath, and he'd go, who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because, because that wasn't something, you know, he's in his early 70s that wasn't something that was taught back then yeah well it's even today it's uncommon among certainly catholics there's uh less bible literacy of course everyone knows jesus but Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's why we do mqoa sunday and beta because we we, no one no one has read almost no one has read an entire gospel Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it's it's not it's not something that a lot of people sit down and do Mm -hmm. yeah because the Catholic faith is really enriched with a lot of things outside of the Bible too. There's there's big Tradition. traditions yeah. and rituals and history revelation and all that. Right. right. Revelation through scripture and tradition. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a lot of Protestant churches only Just relying on scripture. There's right. no official church teaching mm-hmm. beyond that. Yeah. The the church 
teaches about scripture alone and that that's definitely a theological difference that for sure you may have seen yeah and i do i think what jesus is saying here is that not that tradition doesn't matter right tradition does matter it is our Mm -hmm. foundation he is part of the team that if you will that wrote those or gave us the ten commandments Mm -hmm. right but he's Mm -hmm. also the person who says but but yes ten commandments but we need to fulfill them and we fulfill them with love Mm -hmm. so he takes the tradition and moves it forward right um, I found this quote from the Association of Catholic Priests in Ireland, who I, I really like. Um, and they're known for being a, a liberal group of priests. So I'll, I'll tell you that right off the bat. Um, they said, Jesus's command to us is clear to make disciples of all people. But we will not be able to do that if our traditions become an end in themselves. Mm-hmm. Traditions are only useful if they serve the original purpose which is to tell people about Jesus. Jesus is not concerned with the outward rituals. He is concerned with what is in our hearts and the hearts of those we meet. I think there's a lot happening right now with this, Uh, especially the quote from the gospel, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me because Mm -hmm. I've I've been... if you know me, I've been watching TikTok from the beginning, <laughs> and there's a there's a whole um, you know ex Mormon and also deconstruction Christian out there because I do think that people are seeing quote unquote Christians quoting things and mm-hmm. and saying things, but they're not seeing their hearts being focused yeah. in, on God, and yeah. I think that's where like the tradition is can be seen as just like a cloak on something that's bad, you know, yeah. like we just do the tradition and I don't have to think about anything else kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think, I hope that millennials, people my age, people younger and a little bit older than me are wanting that heart. And I think that's what we can really do great things is when we focus back on the, on the heart of things and, and the why. And the, well, in, in my old parish, the way you had to park your car, the, the way the parking lot, Cars would be like three and four cars deep Mm -hmm. just to get everybody in the parking lot, right? Mm -hmm. And there were people, and they'd be in church, and they'd be praying, (laughs) rosary, the whole nine yards, (laughs) and they would run you over walking out the the walkway to get in their cars and run you over to leave because I did my duty for the week. I gave an hour. Well, no, sorry, a week has 168 hours in it. Yeah. They all okay. count. Yeah. 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 It, 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 just because you went. God, there may be a little bit of God in those too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, 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 I think that's where the hypocrites yeah. come in. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I just recently saw a meme of Okay, this. I washed my hands. I'm done. <laughs> right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Been there, John, that. With my See you next washed week. Hands. Whatever I want. Exactly. Yep. I just recently saw a meme of this, like, classic kind of Christian, Southern Christian mom with big hair. And it was like, just left church. Now I'm going to go yell at our server <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Like you said before, it, it's, it's about what's in here. Yeah. Not what's up here. It's the meaning. And, yeah. And we need mm. to connect the two. Yeah. 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 It's the meaning behind the actions. Correct. It's not just yeah. the actions. It's Correct. The, it's the reasons. And I think that's what I think millennials are looking for. They're looking for more meaning rather mm-hmm. than, you know, like a lot of the 
articles that come out every few months before the pandemic like millennials are killing the golf industry and millennials are killing <laughs> yeah. this it's and all that because like there's no meaning to that there's yeah. no you know we well, don't need to do it just because we well, need because you did it golf is a beautiful long walk spoiled <laughs> by a little white ball you know that right yeah so i don't it, because i don't golf it, it's all well, the means well the old adage actions speak louder than words yeah 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 so you can spew as much as you want but mm-hmm. if you're not following through mm-hmm. People see it. From what's in here, then yeah. what's the point? Then yeah. why, you know, people that spew too much, I always wonder who they're trying to convince. Yeah, that's so Ooh. true. I think that's really true. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Right? But at the same time, I do agree with you that it's not, even though like traditions shouldn't be the end, progress shouldn't be the end either. It isn't just about one or the other. It mm-hmm. really should be about the fruit of what you're doing. Mm. Like, right. Progress is great, and traditions are great, and you shouldn't be like, "I'm getting rid of everything old because." Well, then I'm out of here. I don't like it, or right. you're not moving. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because it's old. Yeah, right. Uh, it's a. I mean, Jesus is like yeah, tree that produces bad fruit. They throw into the fire. That's right. Whole wailing and gnashing of teeth. That's right. You're out. You're out. <laughs> right. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> I mean, just like him saying that when he was confronted by the Pharisees, that what's the what's the greatest commandment? He took the Ten Commandments and formed mm-hmm. them into mm-hmm. two great commandments. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not in leaving, those, leaving it away. He's not like, stop doing this. Yeah, right? he's yeah. the greatest commandments that Jesus says were found in the Old Testament. That's mm-hmm. right. Sure. Right. right. You love yeah. the God. You shall love your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. Mm-hmm. That's that's in I believe Deuter- Deuteronomy. Right. Right. That's sure. It's nothing. It's contained within the same books, the same laws that the Pharisees sure. observe. And that Jesus was raised on, mm-hmm. human Jesus. So he's not saying get rid of all the old stuff. Absolutely not. No, he's quoting the old stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. But he's, moving and moving it the, forward, yeah. It's it's alive within him, mm-hmm. except everyone, everyone, all Jews are observing it, but it's alive in Jesus and, he, and not in the Pharisees. Right. Mm-hmm. He's... Fulfilling it, he's bringing bringing it to life. He's yeah. not abolishing it. Yep. Uh, I I have one more question I want to ask that is, maybe takes us in a different direction. But is there what role do religious rituals play in your faith life? Do you use religious rituals like particular prayers or ways of praying that are historic or passed down from your family? I would. Yes. Do you? Yes, I uh, I personally pray the rosary a lot, mm-hmm. and again, I try not to do it for uh, just uh, okay. I've done the rosary. I'm done. Uh, right, check. And I and I I'm not I'm not doing this to like make myself seem virtuous. Oh no, you know? yeah, it's, no. It's it's something that you do as a means to connect with God, right? Through right through through reflecting on parts of the gospel through the eyes of the blessed mother right Mary. right oh i love that you find meaning in that that's mm-hmm. that's great to hear well, i don't know if i can top that or not <laughs> this is not a competition <laughs> i know one of the things that we do regardless of who comes to dinner is we say grace yeah mm-hmm. and you know we've been doing it since we were married mm-hmm. and i mean yeah we forget a meal every now and then but we always say grace for dinner before mm-hmm. we eat and the kids have always said grace. And so now that we have the granddaughter, we're starting to get her. Oh. And as soon as she speaks a little more, 
because we do like a round robin. Yep. You know, and so when she gets to be able to speak a little more, she will get the part of amen. Oh, I love that. And mm. it's just, it's something that we do. Yep. Sometimes we mm. hold hands, sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, you know, any big family holidays when all the family, mm-hmm. we just, we say grace. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, the, the other thing that I've always done, it, so having been raised Lutheran, my brother's kids, my sister's kids, they're all Lutheran. And anytime they wanted me to watch them overnight on a Saturday night, it was like, that's fine, but they're going to church with me the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And awesome. it was just, that's just the way it is. And yep. if you don't like it, then you can find someone else to take care of them. Yeah. And so yeah. were you Catholic at that time? So they no. Like, yeah, I was Catholic at that time, yeah. but okay. they were still Lutheran. So they would bring Lutheran. the kids over, and we'd be like ducks walking into church, yeah. you know, because <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah. they each had three kids, and one weekend I had all of them. So, you know, there was nine of <laughs> us walking like ducks, you know. <laughs> but it was just like, hey, you know, babies. that's that's just <laughs> exactly. what we do in this house. Mm-hmm. We go to church on yeah. Sunday. You want me to watch them? Sure. They go to church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I, I think the biggest tradition that we do is just saying grace before meals. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Stephen? You're no. Mr. Rebellious. I am. There's nothing kind of, there's no kind of like Catholic, regular Catholic practice that you do. I mean, other than attending mass yeah. on a weekly basis. No. Interesting. There are, I, I do love um, worship music. So I love Christian music. I love listening to meaningful Christian music, but um no, not really. I used to be big into adoration and, and meditation during that, but I haven't done it in a while. Hmm. I think really. I like. I think I've said several times already. I'm 53, so I'm right on the. Uh, <laughs> I'm right on the line yeah. where my parents were pre-Vatican II Catholics. They knew all the traditions, the little T traditions. So we did go to mass every week. We did. Um, we didn't pray the rosary together, but we all knew the prayers. We did Advent wreath lighting during Advent. Mm. We fasted and abstained for Lent and special days. And uh, and I, of course, am a post-Vatican II Catholic, too. So I am the one that's like, I'm not sure why we do You know, I need to know why we're doing this. And I do kind of, I think, kind of, pull from things that are helpful to me and reject things that aren't. But sometimes I surprise myself. Like I I worked in a parish for a little while that did not have kneelers. And um, so I didn't kneel for a very long time. And this one day I went to mass somewhere else and there were kneelers and I knelt down and I was like, oh my gosh, this this is something. Like there's something to this physical posture of being like surrendering oh, right. in front of, mm. you know, Christ. And it was just sort of interesting how uh, some of the old practices that I was raised in ended up having new meanings for me mm. as I grew, you know, and as my understanding grew. I've been feeling that too, even it's even though for my family, it's, it's been twofold generations since Vatican II. Mm-hmm. And... I have found meaning in those older practices. I've been, uh, I've, I actually, last week I actually attended a actual Latin mass for did the you? first time. Oh yeah. Week. Okay. Did, did you go in Peabody? Yes, I did. Ah, what did you did. think? It was great. Yeah? I, 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 I did feel a real connection to it, and mm-hmm. I, I felt like if I went to it more, I'd feel that even, even deeper. But not, not as in like a this is something new sense, but yeah, sort of yeah. a familiar kind of feel like a religiously familiar kind of Mm -hmm. right Mm. 
I'm not completely familiar. It's it's never it's always something that's being given to you and introduced to you every true. time. It's yeah, so true. I mean, the, the Eucharist is still the, uh, the sacrament of initiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but have I, you ever been to a Portuguese mass? Let me think. I don't think I've been to Portuguese. I've been to a lot of different masses in different language. Ended up there by mistake. Oh. (laughs) And it was too late to leave, so we sat in the back and just watched everybody else, didn't understand a word. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the thing, right? Like you say, communion is communion. You know what he's doing, the bells are ringing, Mm -hmm. you know, and just follow everybody else. Right. You know, having the mass first in the cars and now, you know, down here, Mm -hmm. I, I sometimes feel a little bit disconnected mm-hmm. as i'm yes. sure we all have yeah. in in mm-hmm. um you know seeing the same faces in like you said before seeing the same faces in the same pews yeah and, and then um you know if somebody's not there for a week and then you see them the next week and oh are you okay yeah. you know we missed yeah. you last week not uh, to not to be like why weren't you there last week but just you know, were you sick? Right. Were you ill? Is everything, everything okay? okay? You know, right. that sort of thing. Right. And and so that's what I miss a lot of it. Because even now with social distancing, even when you're leaving, sure. everybody's like walking out the door and going to their cars and yep. you're just <sighs> not getting that. Yeah. Right. No, one's, it, it's not like a mass at the church where everyone's like saying hi to the priest on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, this is something yeah. I think this pandemic time has made this reading even more meaningful, mm-hmm. I think, because mm-hmm. it is, we do need to be focusing on the point, right? Yeah. We we have been forced to let go of some traditions that we're comfortable with and familiar with. Even though we've gotten back to a lot of them by yeah. now. Yeah, but we did, we did have to kind of say like, well, what is the important thing, right? right? Yeah. Um, I think that's happening a lot with people's work Yep. And life and right. choices and where they find happiness. So yeah. it's a, it's happening all around the world, which is kind of nice. It is. It's kind of a wake up. Yeah. Right. As we gather to reflect on this 22nd Sunday of the ordinary time, we return now to the Gospel of Mark. We are in year B in our three-year cycle. A is Matthew, B is Mark, C is Luke. We took some time to, to reflect on the Gospel of John, that beautiful uh, chapter 6 on the Eucharist. And now we return to uh, the ordinary teachings of Jesus, or the ordinary teachings before the death and resurrection of Jesus. And in this particular scene, we're just uh, obviously we're being challenged by uh, the disciple, by the by Jesus to think about what it is that comes out of us, and that was a very very important image in the time of Jesus, particularly because the people of the, the Jewish community at that point were very very sensitive to following all of the rules about every single thing. And in many ways, that they're really important. They actually, in the beginning, they were very important rules to help them to build a structure about in which they would have the freedom to, uh, to adore God, to worship God. The problem is that, that the structures and the rules, uh, the minutiae of the rules, became more important than, uh, than the adoration. And so their hearts were more caught up and their minds were more caught up with following the rule of how to stand rather than 
the fact that they were standing in the temple of God, in the presence of the Lord. And what Jesus was saying, to trying to help them with in, in this particular scene, that uh, with about having uh, a clean heart and not worrying so much about clean hands. For the last couple of weeks, as I said, we've been reflecting on the Eucharist, and I think that's one of the, one of the great things that we should all do is to uh, help give out the Eucharist, each one of us. And we'd see all different types of hands. We'd see uh, young, innocent, soft hands of the people receiving First Communion. We'd see uh, gnarled and uh, hands with, uh, with all kinds of, uh, what looked like the people who work with their hands with all of the, the different uh, broken fingers or different uh, shapes of the hands. We'd see large hands and small hands. Then we'd see wrinkled hands and hands that have clearly uh, been saying the rosary for a long time. They're kind of shaped into prayer hands as they come up to receive Holy Communion. All of these are the, a reflection of the, the goodness of what is uh, going on inside of a person that they would come forward very humbly and put out their hands to receive the Lord. That's, those are the things that Jesus was trying to center on and that uh, trying to help us to remember to guard our hearts, to guard our minds, and to guard our souls. Those are the, the important part of our lives. As we continue to reflect on, these Sunday, on this Sunday Gospel, I hope that uh, we might take the opportunity to check our heart and mind and soul, to ask what it is, that, what comes out of us? Does it helpful? Does it bring people closer to Christ? Does it uh, witness to Christ by the things we say and the things we do, the things that come out of our heart and mind and soul? Those are the things to check on this week. That we might be better disciples of Jesus Christ, better followers of him, and perhaps be able to draw more people to himself, to Jesus. Viewers and listeners, at this point, I just want to tell you that we do have Mass here. We do have some, some beautiful worship spaces. We're going to be at Immaculate Conception, which is right downtown, beautiful Salem. In September. Um, in September, starting in September. And... If you have found this conversation interesting or inspiring, you'll love Mass. So we want to invite you to come a little bit deeper. Either use our beta lessons to gather some friends and have conversations around the Gospels every week. Stay with us. Subscribe. Um, come see us live, hosting live on Sunday mornings. Stay connected with us. Reach out to us. Uh, but come. We invite you to come. Uh, see what it's like in real life and in, in the flesh. For, you know, this is COVID time. So from week to week, we don't know what's happening. Things can change at any moment. But uh, at the heart of what we'll offer in this parish is Christ through the Eucharist and through wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful people. I can unashamedly recommend this parish to people who want to know Christ better. Mm-hmm. So do connect with us. I think we should pray, right? We should. Okay. Is it okay? Might be a good idea. Yeah, right? Why not? (laughs) Why not? Why not? So let's take a breath. And if you don't mind, I'll pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, thank you for this conversation. Thank you for the gifts you bring to the table in Trevor and Elvira. Thank you for inspiring our conversation, inspiring us to remember to focus on what is important. God, show us what is important. Show us what will bring fruit. 
help us know what is worth keeping and what is worth pushing away. God, I uh, hope today that you'll reach out to someone who is looking for a connection, whether it's a, a tradition to connect with or a culture to connect with. But ultimately, God, we know that what we all seek is to be known and loved by you. So God, I ask you in particular to bless our viewers or listeners who are searching for a spiritual home. Let us be that for each other and let this church be a place of fruit. We ask you to bless all our conversations, our families and friends, and our service to you. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. 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 Mara and Trevor, thank you so much. This was fun. This was well, thank great. you for having us. great. You're yeah. brilliant. Yeah, You're great. brilliant, both of you. And we're so thankful. Uh, keep the merch. That's yep. for you. To represent the parish. I recommend coasters, <laughs> though. We don't want to. I know. It's I know. true. What's it's the true. table? That's next. That's what we'll do next. MQOA Coasters. Right? Fundraiser. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much.